Welcome to the podcast of Azel Christian Church. We are a Disciples of Christ Church community in Azel, Texas. We invite everyone to be who you are with us, the doubting, the believing, the wondering, and everything in between. On this podcast, you'll hear our pastor, Reverend Ashley Dargai, preach on how the expansive and generative love of God is seen through Jesus, the prophets, the early church, and the faith forebears, and how this love helps us care for the world more deeply and faithfully. Sometimes it's messy and tough, but it's good news, and it is for you. Well, thank you, children and youth. Do I even need to read? Any, anything I was going to read was just acted out in front of us, so I guess I can, but since it's on the screens already, this is Matthew's Gospel, chapter 21, the first 11 verses. When they had come near Jerusalem and had reached Bethphage at the Mount of Olives, Jesus sent two disciples saying to them, Go into the village ahead of you, and immediately you will find a donkey tied and a colt with her. Untie them and bring them to me. If anyone says anything to you, just say this, The Lord needs them, and he will send them immediately. This took place to fulfill what had been spoken through the prophet, saying, Tell the daughter of Zion, Look, your king is coming to you, humble and mounted on a donkey, and on a colt, the foal of a donkey. The disciples went and did as Jesus had directed them. They brought the donkey and the colt and put their cloaks on them, and he sat on them. A very large crowd spread their cloaks on the road, and others cut branches from the trees and spread them on the roads. The crowds that went ahead of him and that followed were shouting, Hosanna to the Son of David! Blessed is the one who comes in the name of the Lord! Hosanna in the highest heaven! When he entered Jerusalem, the whole city was in turmoil, asking, Who is this? The crowds were saying, This is the prophet Jesus from Nazareth in Galilee. The word of God for the people of God. Well, good morning again, Azel. For those that I haven't met yet, my name is Thomas McCracken. I prefer Thomas, but if you want to refer to me in the third person, you can use my pronouns, he and him. I'm your guest preacher, the second of three Sundays, and I'm tickled to be with you in these high holy days for us Christians. Most of you know that my day job is with your church's retirement partner, the pension fund of the Christian church. And in that work this past week, I had the joy of visiting some of your sister churches in El Paso and Las Cruces this past week. Others of us were traveling, I know, in St. Louis and surely other places as well. So we are thankful for God's guidance in our lives, always, and for those of us who travel. It's good to be home, and it's good to be back in Azel this morning. 
It's hard for me to believe it's Palm Sunday. It's hard for me to believe that it's April already. Palm Sunday, if I'm being honest, has always presented me with a little bit of a conflict. Because on the one hand, this lesson from Matthew presents a celebration, a parade, this triumphal entry into Jerusalem, the waving of palms, the throwing down of cloaks. But on the other hand, we're still wandering through this season called Lent, according to our Christian calendar. And we see by the schedule coming up, we've got a difficult week ahead of us because we memorialize those final days of Jesus' earthly life. So I believe if we're doing things right as worshipful Christians, we try to keep our celebrations just a little bit suppressed until Easter morning a week from today, when we get to honor that risen Christ. So that's my conflict this morning. Celebration versus a painful week ahead. But we're 21st century Christians. And the story has already been spoiled for us because we know the ending of this story. We know what's to come on Easter morning. We know that our beloved Jesus overcomes death and becomes the risen Christ. His cryptic words this Thursday in the upper room don't puzzle us like they did those disciples gathered around the table with him asking questions. In hindsight, we know that he was foreshadowing his own death. The horror of his crucifixion, which we remember this Friday, does not sting us as much as it did those disciples, Mary Magdalene, and the other observers. Because we know that death will not have the final word. Yes, as 21st Christians, 21st century Christians, we know the rest of the story. And that puts us in a privileged place, but it should not necessarily make us comfortable in this holy week. We must avoid becoming numb to the trials of this week so that we can truly appreciate the joy of Easter. Jesus knew where he was headed. We know the story too. But let's place ourselves at that scene on the Jerusalem road for just a moment. At this point in time, Jesus had been active in his ministry throughout the region, teaching, attracting crowds larger and larger, performing miracles as we've read in stories these past Sundays. His reputation was growing. The authorities in the state and in the synagogue were increasingly worried about this man. And this suspicion contributed to the electricity in that scene as he rode the donkey into town. His believers were there, eagerly awaiting spreading garments and branches on the road, shouting the prophetic proclamation, Hosanna to the Son of David! Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord! 
but I'm sure there were whispers off to the side. Oh, that's him. That's the one who healed a blind man. He's the one that made wine out of water at that wedding in Cana. That's the one that rose his friend Lazarus from the dead, whom the authorities are now looking for. Human drama. But Jesus knew where he was headed. He was the only one. From our sermon last week, you know that I like subplots in a story. There's one I particularly like in our story this morning, but before I get into that, I want to recall the images for us that have already been lifted up in worship this morning. Chris read that wonderful poem about boarding a train. Keep your arms and legs inside. And then, in one of our songs this morning, the image of the boat and rowing that boat. Modes of transportation taking us somewhere. Maybe we know, maybe we don't. As we get older, it seems like we're on a train or, or modes of transportation that are taking us faster than we ever imagined. Shel Silverstein wrote the classic children's book, The Giving Tree. I tend to think of it every Palm Sunday for this imagery of trees, palm trees and otherwise, having their branches cut from them. Trees just grow. They don't know what's to come. They're used to being cut for various needs, for construction, for fires, to firm up soft ground. But they never know. Those Jerusalem palm trees knew nothing different on that first Palm Sunday. They didn't know their branches would be used for a monumental celebration. And then there's that donkey. As the disciples walked up to the donkey and the colt, had some conversation with the owner, then led the animal's way, I can't imagine that donkey was thinking that day was different than any other, having no idea where she was going. Even as garments were spread on the backs and that man climbed onto the back, this was just another day of carrying a load. I doubt the animals knew any different. The palm trees and the donkey didn't know that day to be any different than another. They didn't know what would become of their day, let alone all the days of their lives ahead. But nature is constant like that. Trees grow and give of themselves. Donkeys work, gets loaded and move wherever they're led. But what about you and me? Do we know where we're headed today, this week, 
in the rest of our lives. It would be nice to have the privilege of a time machine or a crystal ball to be able to look backwards on our lives, on the present, and know the rest of our stories. As much as we try and plan, we acknowledge that we're simply part of creation and we follow the cues and remain constant like that tree and like the donkey. What about our daily lives? The high schoolers in my house know when the tardy bell rings, when they have to be at school and which classes. Those of us in the working world know the rhythms of our jobs, commutes, travel, busy seasons. Hello, accountants. Most of us go to doctors and dentists annually, semi-annually, monthly or more frequently. Us church-going folk try to be here weekly. There's others of us who are C&Es. Anyone know what C&Es are? We'll see some of them next week. <laughs> Christmas and Easter attendance. And yes, accountants, it's tax time again like it is every year. This week in particular, nature is providing us the constancy before our eyes as we witness the seasons, trees budding, grass growing, flowers blooming. Nature and you and me know nothing different this spring. We carry on, even if we don't know exactly where we are going. But friends, we follow a Savior who does, and that's good news this morning. Jesus knew where he was going, riding that donkey. He knew the difficulty of that week that lay ahead. He knew at that last supper in the upper room that his days on this earth were numbered. And, we, and he knew on that cross that death would not defeat him. This is our Savior, and we follow Him because even though we may not know where we are going, He does for each one of us. So as we live 2,000 years after the resurrection, the story of this Holy Week is spoiled for us. Looking back at that road in Jerusalem one more time, nobody in the crowd knew what we know. Those folks knew nothing of the drama that would come in that next week. They cheered with full hearts. They willingly threw their garments on the road for this Prince of Peace, marking a reverential route for his entrance. They knew he was special, but didn't quite understand then he was changing the world. They loved this man who taught kindness and courage, gentleness and prayer, love for God and neighbor, doing to all others as we want them to do to us. This is how they loved. This is what Jesus affirmed. And this is how they would continue living their lives despite all else going on around them. It's this constancy that matters most. 
we know what matters most. It's in our heads and in our hearts, in our spirits and in our bones. And speaking to these spiritual disciplines for Christians today, a Baptist colleague of mine back in my wife's home state of Mississippi. Did I mention that last week? That's another one of those get-to-know-your-preacher things. Chuck Poole, who recently retired from Northminster Baptist Church in Jackson, Mississippi, preached this. He said, we've been practicing for this our whole lives, learning all along the constancy of what matters most, the unchanging truth that God is with us and for us no matter what, all the relentless constancies of life more present and important to us now than ever, the constancies which we have so long carried now praise God, are carrying us. Azel Christian Church, I haven't known you long, but I have seen enough to know that you are a constant people. You are constantly and consistently kind and loving, gentle and courageous, prayerful and worshipful, doing for others what you would want them doing for you. I'll close with the late American poet Mary Oliver who wrote, Another day and I wake with thirst for the goodness I do not have. The tree didn't know. The donkey didn't know. And truthfully, we don't know where we are headed. But friends, let's continue to thirst and seek together the goodness of Jesus Christ who leads us to the river of life. Amen. Thanks for listening to the Azel Christian Church podcast. Azel Christian Church exists to proclaim the gospel of Jesus Christ through meaningful liturgy during worship, a public witness through outreach in the community, the nurturing of the spiritual life of every age group, and the witness of each member through discipleship, baptism, and the sharing of resources. To support this podcast and the ministries of Azel Christian Church, visit azelchristianchurch.org. Here you can contribute through giving online or find our Venmo information. If you're looking for a church or simply want to talk to one of our ministers, contact us through our website and we will be in touch. Talk to you soon.